What's up, everybody? This is another episode of Project Commission. Today, I have a good friend of mine, Miss Minnie, and she is going to be telling us her story. I'm going to just have her introduce her story. I'm so excited to have her on. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Minnie. Um, yeah, I'm so glad to be here and just share my story. Um, let me introduce myself. And I came to the United States nine years ago, which is 2014. I got saved before I came to the United States, and I didn't really speak English almost at all the first time, so which is, uh, I'm so thankful that I can, <laughs> I can speak English right now. And because God called me to the U.S. military, so I prayed for a long time, and I got a lot of confirmations. So I decided to come to the United States, and yeah, and then thankfully I joined God directed me to the, you know, U.S. Army. And I was enlisted for three years, and I was commissioned as a chaplain candidate. And during the pandemic, God refined my call to the Air Force. So right now, I'm in the Air Force as a chaplain candidate. And yeah, it's a great journey, and God is good. I'm thankful for, you know, all my journey in the United States right now. Yeah, so um, you are originally from... South Korea. Yeah, South Korea. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was... Yeah, but South Korea. And um, what difficult... I mean, other than speaking English, like, how hard was that to have to leave home? Because that's a long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, me, I'm just 18 hours away from home, but you are... Yeah. 14 hours, maybe. In a flight. I'm, right. I'm in a right. car. <laughs> <You know>? Okay. <laughs> the 14 hour flight, not on a car. So that's a different, it's a whole different atmosphere yeah. and meeting way different. Oh, yeah. America's yeah. incredibly different. So, how was that? Oh, it was very big challenging. Like, because the first time when I decided to come to the United States because God called me, and I was like, are you sure, God? And really do you want me to go to the united states right now and then join the military like because i was teaching japanese so it's, it was i never worked out before and i had to just it was big challenging because i i didn't even i couldn't even imagine that going to the overseas especially in the united states without knowing english and i had my daughter that was four yeah a language barrier culture differences and my parents are like no way, you know, don't go. Like they didn't, they don't, they didn't understand because they're not believer right now. I'm praying for them, but yeah. So you wasn't a you wasn't a Christian until until yeah, like 25 or 26. So that's the part of my story that yeah, I was not Christian. Actually, I was anti-Christian because because of my family background. Um, so. But I was just looking for the business, like kind of successful business. And I went to the business seminar and I was very impressed by the one businessman who has a really, really successful business. And then I really wanted to ask some tips that from him. And then I just visited his office and I, hey, I want to get some, you know, advices from you. And then he just asked me, do you really want to success? In your life and then I said yeah of course and he just said have you ever heard about Jesus and I was like what and, then, <laughs> and he said have you ever have you ever heard about Jesus and I was like um yes but no and I didn't really know what what happened and you know 
like, so he shared the gospel, and I started to cry. I was, I didn't know why I was crying, but I just cried and cried while he was just like sharing about Jesus' gospel. And then he asked me, do you want to receive Jesus right now? And you can just follow me, you know, the prayer. And I was like, yes. And then I received Jesus in his office. And then he introduced me to go to church. And then that was the first time I went to the church. And my whole life changed. Wow. That, yeah. That makes me want to cry. Uh, but just because that's a beautiful story. So I'm assuming because you accepted Jesus, it was very difficult with your family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was very hard because they didn't understand. Um, because the Korean people, they have um, different culture, right? Mm -hmm. So they worship the ancestors mm. still. And sometimes, you know, it depends on the people, but usually if they're not believer, and they usually do, you know. And worship the ancestors and stuff, bow, you know, to the tomb or whatever. And then, yeah, and then the one of my part of my families are Christian, so they're always like had a big argument and fight, fighting kind of things every time when they have some, you know, then they have to do something kind of like, like a ritual stuff. Yeah. So my mom always is mad at them, and then I, when, as a kid, you know, I was like, oh, why they're not doing that way? You know, they're just doing their own way. It was just like kind of negative perspectives, so. Like, it was just, like, natural because my mom always had some problem with Christian people. I mean, my, for, you know, as a kid, like, my perspective was not really good. So I had a kind of negative image about Christianity the first time. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even know anything about God or Jesus. But but God called me, you know, through people who, who share the gospel. Yeah, that's encouraging to me. Uh, just because that's what this podcast is, mm -hmm. you know, just people mm -hmm. talking, being real in hopes that, right. you know, people accept Jesus because right. Jesus helps us through our difficulties right. of life in general. Um, and we go through stuff. Yeah, There's a cost to be saved. There's a cost to be commissioned mm -hmm. to follow the call of right. God. Uh, to be a disciple, and we don't talk about it enough. It's, it's a prideful thing. We don't want to talk about our struggles, and so it's just encouraging to hear that, yeah. that through people is how you found Jesus. Right. It just it makes my heart feel better. Yeah. It's about doing this. Yeah, so, you know, we never know, like, when we preach the gospel, you know, like, maybe it takes time to see the fruit where we can't see sometimes, but God is working, even though we cannot see it, we cannot feel it, you know? So maybe he might doesn't know, he might doesn't remember me, but I came to the United States and I became a chaplain and God is good. Yeah, can we talk about that a little bit more? I know that um, you are pursuing uh, what you have, you just finished your, your master's in divinity. Mm -hmm. Um, you just were ordained by the Assemblies of God, and now you are um, pursuing, and you will finish this pursuit in December, becoming a military chaplain within the Air Force. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that and the challenges that you faced through that? Um, 
honestly, like military is not, it's very unique. Um, like they have a lot of people has a stress environment because mentally, physically, emotionally, even like spiritually. So there's sometimes I feel very like darkness and stuff, especially young soldier or airman and they they signed the contract and they just served the United States, but they served the country, but they sometimes it's really hard to deal with all the things like situations and then like they don't have freedom sometimes and they have to follow what they want to do uh, us to do. And you know, and so there are a lot of like like diversity and then they're everywhere. They're from everywhere. So there are a lot of conflict sometimes. But yeah, it's just like not easy environment to it's I don't know how to explain, but there are a lot of like suicidal things and yeah. mental things and you know, so like they really need God. Yeah. They really need God that I was very surprised that when I was in basic training the first time when I joined the army. I was in the army and I switched to the Air Force, but, and then, yeah, one of my drill sergeants, she was very sweet and she was very helpful. She's always trying to help me out to graduate my boot camp. And after that, I was so thankful that I really, you know, felt like thing, thankful, you know, kind of, I was so thankful for her. And I found out she committed suicide, like maybe two or three months later. When I after I graduate, yeah, that happens a lot, but not many people know about that. So I think that's a mission field. It's very, very like important to pray. I think I really want to pray for them and take care of them. That's my call, but also I really want to, you know, tell this like importance like of the prayer for the military because. You know, we're all human being, and then we need God. But if we don't know God, the life is hard. It's very difficult just to to live by themselves. So, I think like I really want to pray for them, and I want to ask for prayer for them too. Mm. That's my yeah. I mean, everywhere is just you know challenging, and we always just go to narrow way, even military and. and it's not easy way to follow Jesus all the time. So, but, yeah, you know, military is like a one, like kind of like unique world. It's like a like a different world. But you know, we have there are so many kinds of people in this world. The same thing in the military too. Like there are some good Christian, but they some people don't know about God, and then it's like a like a part of the world, you know. But they we all we always just try to you know, serve the country, but they're also human. So mm. some people are, you know, good Christians or some people don't know Jesus. And like some people like um, has struggles like with the family relationship or like like physical, like hardship or like mental problem or so many things going on. So do you think they bring this into the military where it happens because of the military? Maybe I want to say both. Yeah. Because it's not easy. Like, you know, like being in the military is, is we we have to sacrifice, you know, sometimes like time with the families or like sometimes studying and especially like when people go to deployment and stuff. 
um yeah and then maybe like there might be some conflict with the family member or like friends or if, or you know and then their goal you know i want to graduate from you know the school this year but i'll have to go to deploy and like to go to like you know different country or something but but we have i i really think like it's worth it too because i love to serve the country because so it depends on maybe people's situations and their faith and but as a chaplain, you know, we have to take care of all people, no matter what, you know. Like regardless like they're religious or whatever things, like we just have to take care we I really want to take care of all of the people, all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. You know, like do the counseling or when they need something and help and then we just always try to go and take care of them not just only Christian or, you know, like God is going to use that. Um, so chaplains are really good. Um, like, I think I really need chaplains in the military because a lot of people, you know, we can just reach out to people. Like, even though we don't like directly say that, like God is using that situations and God is using our conversation to get healed, you know? So God is using all the small little things in the military too yeah. through the chaplains, I think. That's awesome. I just, I think, as you were just talking about um, the difference between the people and how they are serving, it's just a whole different community. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's almost a different culture. Mm-hmm. The military is almost like separated from the average American culture. Mm-hmm. And they're in a whole different culture now. And so they deal with their own things inside that culture that we necessarily, as an average American, just do not understand. Mm-hmm. And I think about what Paul said to Timothy, and he said that he was a soldier for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me think, like, I think as Americans in general, just Western Christianity in general has forgotten that we're supposed to mm-hmm. take these sacrifices of following Jesus mm. and really becoming this whole different culture away from the world. And there is suffering in that. There's difficulties in that. And um, it's encouraging just to hear your heart to want to be there for each and every person mm-hmm. in the way that you are. Um despite their background, despite what they're thinking, despite, um, you know, how they feel or what they believe, you want to be there and you want to show the love of Jesus that brings tears to my eyes because we forget that sometimes. Like, we forget the need to just love. Yeah. Because First John 4, 8, I think it's 4, 8, says that God's love mm-hmm. And um, we, some people use that out of context a lot, but at the end of the day, God is love and he wants us to show his love to the world. And that's Jesus, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. And so it's very encouraging hearing you say that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I honor your service to our country. And you're not even from this country. Like that... That blows my mind. Like, you're not, this is not your homeland, but you have sacrificed so much to um, our military. And that really does bring tears to my eyes. And I really commend you for that because that's something 
that even people within our country don't do. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. I mean, I want to share, it just popped up in my head, the one of the testimony that I had. Um, yeah, I was assigned to um very, very hard place. So I was like, wow, do you have family there? Like, why why do you go there? <laughs> you know? So it was very hard. We run, we ran like five, six miles, like guest chambering and so many things going on. I was like, God, I'm like, why? You know? <laughs> but then I injured my hip and my knee and then I got a surgery for something. And then I was just like having a hard time. And then the pastor, when I was at, I was attending the American church at the time in North Carolina, mm. and then he just came to the hospital when I get a sur- when I got a surgery the, the day of the surgery, and he prayed for me, and I was just kind of a little bit scared, and I started to cry, and he said, "You are the soldier of God, and you are the soldier of Christ," and then he prayed for me, and then. I really think like that was I, that hit my mind mm-hmm. because we are we are the soldier because like Air Force said we we call airmen but we are the soldier of daughter and we are the soldier of you know we're the you know like son of the Christ is that right mm-hmm. and daughter of the Christ so that is our I think identity you know like Ephesians six so that we just put on you know all the armor of God and we have to just have an armor of God. Well, which is, you know, it's so amazing to, you know, it's not just only the military personnel, like we are always, we need to be ready and just be awake. And that blows, it just blows my mind. Um, yeah, we are, we all are called to be soldiers of the Lord. And it's, I had to pull it up because I, I just wanted to quickly pull this scripture up because, it, and this is just a, it's a reminder to me. I'm trying to find it really quick. It's Second Timothy two and three. It says, "Suffer hardship with me, as a good soldier of Christ. No soldier is active sur- service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life, so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier." That just it hits your heart because now just hearing your story and hearing the hardships that the military is going through how so much of that is relatable within the Christian community. Yeah. Because we're called to suffer. Right. Um, and uh, and that's something that's, that's the sacrifice we make to serve Jesus. Mm-hmm. The same as our, um, every military base has suffered mm-hmm. um, to serve our country. Mm-hmm. And so it just, yeah. Wow. That's very interesting because when I was driving to come here and I, was meditating that verse. Mm. So I think God was talking to us about that. You know, it's it's amazing. I literally thought about that verse as yeah. when I was driving. And then, yeah, and military, like, like when I had a field, when I had a field training, I got to, you know, talk to a lot of soldiers and it, it, it's kind of a good opportunity to listen to a lot of people. And then it made um, them to go back to Jesus too. So which is, you know, God is using everything. Like, like even though we have like a hard training sometimes or even though we just go to, the, you know, we don't understand that situation, circumstances, but God is using for goodness. That I, I experienced a lot of time that God just wants to, you know, bring them to Jesus. 
and then they were he's waiting for them and that happened a lot and i was like wow god is good you know yeah so even when i i had a long training in alabama a few months ago and then one of my roommates received jesus in the room because god sent me to the training and then just you know for her for her life you know for her salvation so that was a great opportunity to share the gospel to her and she got saved yeah that was worth it for me i was like god i mean it's important the training <laughs> i have to graduate where i have to finish all the I've, i have to complete the training but this is i can't compare this you know joy for salvation for others like that is the best reward i mean that is the best joy for me my life i was like god thank you i'm having a hard time in this training but i'm so happy that i helped someone just to get saved mm -hmm. you know and that really shows your heart that yeah. your your heart is in it to do the works of christ you yeah. and i mean this verse is just blowing my mind today because i mean it's a very known scripture at least for in my inner circle mm -hmm. but um i just i kind of want to talk about um the fourth the fourth verse which says no soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life um and i i'm assuming what it means is you know that there's a difference between a civilian and someone who's in the military mm. there's there's work to be done like you said there's training to mm -hmm. be had mm -hmm. um people go through training they go through um just hard work that mm -hmm. we don't see like you know we know about it and i think mm -hmm. even like basic training and everything everybody's like well it's just basic training no you're preparing mm -hmm. for something that you're giving your life for right. and I, I just that really does touch my heart and it i don't think you understand like the wave of how this has touched my heart because my i feel like my ministry is just trying to get these people together to be like it's a hard life but it's worth the worth the cost right and your whole story the whole time you've been talking you're saying it's so worth it for me as a military person that you came from another country because mm -hmm. God called you over and one soul is yeah. worth it all. Right. And you've experienced so many hardships. You left your family. You have sacrificed so much that some Americans cannot imagine mm -hmm. like your family turning against you in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so uh, when I think of a soldier not being entangled in everyday life, you have separated yourself from the world in a way that we cannot comprehend all the way that you're like if it's not jesus i don't want it right. if it's not bible i don't believe yeah. like you know so it just blows my mind mm -hmm. that you have stood on this foundation not just for the actual military but in um this this training for christ yeah. this uh, military for christ this spiritual sniper is um idea that you are a servant of christ you are a soldier of christ that you're standing on the word you're proclaiming the gospel to people we can't imagine to reach yeah i i really want to just encourage people that who are listening to this because you know sometimes like enemy try to deceive us that oh you're not enough 
or like you're not ready. But if God calls us to do something, then God has prepared all the things that we need. So we just have to step forward, that we just have to move forward to do it. Me too, like I was not like, I didn't grow up in the church, like theology. Like, I mean, I, I, I know Jesus is alive, but like I didn't know like all the theology, like knowledge and Bible. God, I just like asked the pastors and whoever, like deacons and whatever, like I go and I ask them, how can I hear God's voice? How can I, how can I know God is you know, speaking to me? How can I pray? How can I speak in tongues? And I just had a lot of curiosities. And I asked, consistently asked to God, God, give me a confirmation. I want to hear from you. I want to talk with you. I want to communicate with you. Please help me to know your way and what you were like, what you were saying to me. And then God is consistently talking to us and try to teach us, right? So right now we're all learning because we're, we're not Jesus, but Sometimes the enemy is just like deceive, try to deceive us like, oh, no, you're not ready. We have so many excuses. But me, yeah, it was not easy. Like even though like when I was, before I joined the military, when I was in in the United States, I couldn't really speak English, right? And I had to study for the hospital to join the military, pass the, I had to pass the test, you know, for English and math and stuff. And every time people say, oh, I don't think that's going to work. Are you are you trying to join the military? Like, do you think that works? That a lot of people like sometimes they don't even say anything, but I can see their face. That are you serious? Mm. And then like when I try to go to chaplaincy program, there a lot of obstacles because spiritual warfare. You know, the enemy doesn't want to have like a us to focus on the God's call. You know, sometimes we have to overcome. It, you know, walk by faith, well, not by sight, because. It, it sometimes it looks so impossible. So I really want to encourage people that it looks so impossible sometimes, but God is good. God is opened, op- God has opened door, which is if we get a confirmation that then he's going to make a way, you know, it's not a miracle for God, you know, nothing, you know, everything can possible for God, you know, and we, we, we have like, a I don't know, maybe you might, we might, you know, you guys have, might have some calls, but you just, don't know it's from God or not, but I believe that, you know, if you consistently ask to God, you know, to get a confirmation, then he's going to give you a sign and then he's going to make a way. Yeah, he's going to answer your prayers. Right. Um, yeah. Especially, I always tell people, and this is just something that the Lord has really just put in my heart, that proclaiming the gospel mm-hmm. Is not a bad thing. Like, you know, there's right. that God calls us to specifically that, you know, for me, that he's called me to evangelize, bring the word um, outside of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But for other people, it might be pastorship. It might be to be a chaplain. Like, it might be, like, all of these different things that it might be. But reclaiming the gospel mm-hmm. is a call to us all. The Greek Christian says that Jesus told the disciples to go and proclaim the gospel the good news right to all nations all generations so if you deem yourself as a follower of christ then you're deeming yourself to be able to go and proclaim the gospel yes that's who we are as christians right as christians we are to follow christ and tell the world the good news we are to be spirit-led people we are um because that's what holy spirit is right the holy spirit came to be our helper to aid us 
and expand, expanding the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's these gifts that we we receive through the Holy Spirit to help us expand the kingdom of God. Then we also um, bear these fruits that show people, hey, she has to be of Jesus. Right. She has to know God because her attitude towards things, because she's full of joy and peace and patience and gentleness, so on and so forth. And so, um, yeah, so I've just got to this point where it's like, if you feel the call of God on your life Mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't know what he's necessarily calling me to do, Mm -hmm. um, or maybe it's, it's, you know, like God's called maybe. For instance, if God's calling you to go to school and he wants you to be a teacher, he wants you to go and be a teacher um, in public schools, maybe it's because he wants you to be a light towards, you know, our public school system is just broke. It's a broken system. Maybe he's calling you towards that. And you have no idea, like, God, I, I just don't know. Um he will confirm that later on as you're like seeking his face, but as you're seeking his face and proclaim the gospel as well. Yeah. And so um, that's what I was really trying to get to is at the end of the day, just make sure you're proclaiming the gospel. These other things will come mm-hmm. in time. Yeah. Just be patient. Right. Wait it out. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't just be like, well, got to go. Because you can do it in the wrong season. Mm-hmm. So as you're just waiting, tell people the good news of Jesus. Don't just stand and be like, you know, Jesus isn't answering me, da, da, da. And then start telling people that because they're just going to, you know, it just feeds into this narrative, um, which is it true. But, yeah. Yeah, I I want to share the one scripture, which is Romans 8, 18. I consider that our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory yes. that will be revealed in us. So the one, my daughter yesterday just told me she has a good faith in praise God. And she said, Mom, I have a good quote. And I was like, oh, what is that? And then she said, we can't bring anything to heaven, but we only can bring one thing, which is souls people mm. like we can evangelize people and they can come with us that's what she said so i was like wow that is good that is good right we can't bring anything we we just we were just like we just were born in this earth and we can't bring anything we, we didn't bring anything right but we're gonna go to heaven but we can bring people with us that's so like they just like makes me have like more hope and we you know, one person shared the gospel to me in his office, and I got saved. So then I'm trying to save people. I mean, like, I'm trying to, like, help to evangelize. I try to evangelize people, which is, you know, like, harvest is plenty and workers are few. So we're the workers. Yeah, I had to write that down. That was, like, really good. That is a good statement. Yeah, um, that is good. That might be something that is going to be posted to the <laughs> bomb. Right. That that's blown me away. So um yeah, that's that's something good and, and that's our job. And sometimes the Lord is calling people to just be like I know people that's been called to be moms. Like they just but you're in charge of three souls, like three, four, five, how many kids you have? <laughs> um, one, two. I didn't mean to just go to three, but um like I was thinking directly of certain people, but 
you're called to be a mom and you know but you're in charge of these souls like that you're still bringing souls to the kingdom of god do not discourage yourself in that like you don't think that you're not doing enough one soul is worth it there's a story um my pastor tells this story all the time and i do not remember it word for word and i should because of how much he talks about it but um billy graham so the story of him getting saved, it was, um, there was a revival running. I don't remember the revivalist. I'm so sorry. Um, you can look up the story, but there was, um, a man who was preaching this revival at a small church in North Carolina. And as he was doing this revival, nobody, I mean, it was barely like anybody was getting saved. Nobody's coming. They had been praying. I mean, they had been seeking the face of God. They just believed that God was going to do such a big thing. Um, but they barely had a response, like, you know, but this one kid came up to receive Jesus and little did he know it was Billy Graham and how many people have been saved out of that ministry. And that was one person that got saved out of his ministry and out of his ministry. I mean, I would say, I would dare to say, I mean, I know it's thousands of people have turned their life to Christ. And so the one soul matters. Right. That one person matters. You're saving them a eternity. It's not like, um, I think Lecrae, who's a Christian rapper, he says that if you're wrong, you lose eternity. He was like, but if I'm I'm wrong, I just lose a, lose a lifetime. He was talking about bringing, like being a follower of Christ. He's He he was saying that if, if I'm wrong about serving Christ, that Christ is the way that we're going to make it out of this. Mm-hmm. Then if Christ is the is the way that we're going to make it out of this, then if you're wrong, you lose that eternity. You lose eternal life, whereas I just lose a lifetime. And that, I mean, it's just coming together. It really is. This is the truth. And soul, one soul. You're, uh, we can't even fathom eternity. Father. Eternity is so big. Yeah. We can't even process it. So it's worth it. Yeah, right. And especially like communicating with the Holy Spirit every mm-hmm. single time because he just speaks to us at what, it, what we need to say because sometimes there is a fear that, oh, what if I say this and they're not, they're kind of like offended or something. But, you know, God is, if we have consistently like communication with God and then we don't have to worry about anything, the results, because it's up to God because we're not in charge for, you know, kingdom of God. He is in charge. So he's going to, lead us to to the right path yeah you know yeah this was so good and i'm so thankful that you came here today i know that you're getting ready to just do some stuff so i'm glad i was able to snag you yeah thank bit. you <laughs> for inviting no of course that your your story really doesn't inspire me um a lot it really does affect me in such a way because <laughs> i just i really do i enjoy your story so I enjoy your life for Christ. You're one of the most people I know that just loves Jesus, and that means a lot to me. So thank you for everything you are in me, and thank you for allowing me to be a part of your prayer team and all of this stuff. So I'm very thankful for our friendship. And even though I'm moving in a couple, couple, um, it's really like two months, I'm so thankful that yeah, we can become long-term friends yeah let's if there's a no board of course <laughs> so all right guys well thank you for listening today we love you and um we're just so thankful for you just listening to this podcast thank you for listening to mini story today um and we'll see you next friday
Peace.